0: Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, the podcast all about being authentically single in your 30s, hosted by Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown. Welcome to an extra special episode of Free and Figuring It Out, because today we are sharing the mic with our very first guest. Back in episode 20, we spoke about the power of millennial female friendships. However, making friends doesn't come easy to everyone. And we know that lots of people struggle with loneliness. So we decided to continue the conversation, but with someone with a bit more knowledge on the topic to really help you out. We are delighted to welcome Gemma Scopes to the podcast. Gemma is the founder of How to Make Friends and the Make Friends Club and is a woman on a mission to cure loneliness. It was super nice to talk to her about all things friendship, becoming your own best friend, letting go of people who don't serve you and coping with loneliness. We hope you enjoy.
1: I'm so excited to be the first guest. <laughs> thank <laughs> thank you, you so much. So, well thank you so much. We Me and Shirelle have, we've been we've kind of been waiting and we wanted it to be someone you know that really resonated with our listeners and you know could share really important things with them and you just seem to be the perfect fit. So thank you so so much uh, for coming on today. So we thought we'd just start off with a very simple um, tell us a bit about you, what you do and how you kind of came about to do it.
2: Yeah, so I about a year and a half ago now, so I'm in my late 20s, and I found myself well, I'd just come out of a long term relationship, had moved back home, and just felt super lonely. And I was the last single friend of my friendship group, and I decided to start a friend project because I wanted to make new friends that were just like a bit more on the same path as I was in, as I was on. And um, as soon as I started this friend project and I made a blog and, and, and as soon as I admitted I was lonely, I was getting people from all around the country messaging me to say that they were lonely too. And I think From my point of view, I thought it would just be other single people that were going to message me. But actually, it was women of all different paths. So new mums, women that had moved for careers, um, just, yeah, women on all different paths. So it's basically kind of all rolled from there. So started off as my own friend project and has now turned (laughs) into a blog where I help other women overcome loneliness and make new friends.
1: That sounds so interesting. And, it, and it's similar with this podcast in that we started it off with single women and then actually loads of non-single women were listening to it. And I think yeah. there's an assumption, isn't there, that um, if you're in a relationship or you live with family or whatever, then you're not lonely, that you have that support network around you and, and stuff. And I think sometimes that assumption can be dangerous because if it's not there, um you know you feel like you know where do you go for that for that external support so so you said that lots of women message you um you know from all over the country so what what kind of things are they say and like when they get in touch are, are they asking questions for advice um you know have you set something up that that can connect them like how does it work yeah
2: so I've got like my blog which is just a range of different articles of helping women so i'd get messages from women that just generally like feel lonely and have never really admit admitted it before and i think there's something so powerful in being vulnerable yourself and so many people then can relate to that so i'll get sort of women message to For advice to overcome loneliness, but especially with the whole friend making thing, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how do you make friends? Is it easy to make friends as an adult? And even as much as, okay, I've got these friends, but I don't really feel like I fit in with them anymore. So the blog offers, and I do a podcast as well. So that offers kind of advice based, um, articles. And then I run a make friends club as well, because I was finding all these women that were so lovely. And I thought, actually, we need a place that I can send all of these people to that so
1: that they can connect with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Is that online then?
2: Yeah. So that's, um, literally like an online website. and um, so it's makefriendsclub.com and, um, I pop up each month and do coaching. So, uh, so it's one of those places, like, it's not like an app per se. So you know how you have like dating apps and there are some friendship apps out there, but it Ooh. all feels a bit <laughs> awkward and a bit forced, you know, you're kind of matching with people and thinking, okay, what do I say to them? So this is more of like an inclusive community where everyone gets to know everyone. And I like come in each month with a theme and do coaching to help people with those skills to get to know others.
0: Since you mentioned about friendship apps, um, is it Bumble Friend or Bumble BFF or something popped in my mm-hmm. head? And I have yeah. joined it recently. Have you ever used it? Have, have you done it? Anyone else who has? I'd never used it, but I had another... single friend who'd moved to a new city and she thought it'd be a good way to try and meet people. (laughs) Yeah
2: yeah so I did so when I did my friend project I dedicated a year to making friends in lots of different ways so as part of that I was like right I'm just going to join every friendship app going and for me I didn't find it very effective um, just because I think maybe where I live there wasn't many people here that are on it so it might work better based if you're based in a city rather than a small town um so yeah there was kind of a lack of people on there and some of the people I think there's like an assumption if you join a friendship app that you're going to be friends with whoever's on there but we all know friendships just don't really work like that
1: yeah my I downloaded Bumble BFF um in Blackpool and there was nobody on it (laughs) (laughs) No. <laughs> and yeah and I think it has to be in a big city don't you To I think Manchester Birmingham you know kind of London um, and yeah. so so yeah so it's really great to know that there's there's things out there but it is difficult isn't it so so, okay, so obviously you've worked with lots of women in terms of encouraging them on how to make friends and how to get over loneliness, which I think is a really big social subject with millennials at the minute. And also with kind of, there's, there's that beautiful program is where they match kind of elderly people with like four year olds and bring them together to have conversations. And I think loneliness is something that maybe isn't spoken about enough. So because of the podcast that we have and because the type of women that listen to it, what kind of advice do you have for people who are either single or they live on their own and they're feeling lonely? What, what kind of advice do you give to those women? I think it
2: definitely all starts with you. So whether that's loneliness, whether that's making new friends, you really have got to get to a place where you're, you're your own best friend. And that can be just the hardest thing to do. When you do feel lonely, along with it comes, you know, this like negative emotion and just not feeling very good about yourself. And maybe you feel like you're not kind of leveling up to what society expects from you. But if you can get to a place where you can be your own best friend, then it opens up so many doors. So that's something I had to overcome when I, originally you know was feeling so lonely and so down um it got me into a bad place where i lacked self-confidence and you're never going to make friends that way so if you can be really intentional with your time alone and actually use that as a really positive space to develop who you are learn new things just do the things you love Mm -hmm. then the kind of making friends part will come later
1: yeah, and I think that's, that's. I, I like working with energy a lot and kind of vibration of, of, and you're right, like if you're the kind of miserable kind of woman in the corner, no one, it's just human, but no one's going to want to come and talk to you because you're going to probably drain them if you're, and, and we all go through these phases of feeling low and feeling not great and, and we need to surrender to them. But it is trying our best every day to kind of keep raising up to that woman that we kind of want to be isn't it and so we it's the same with love but you attract then who you know is kind of on your wavelength and who's like in your tribe and so I totally love that and so in terms of like becoming your best friend is it a bit like dating yourself is it (laughs) is it that kind of I don't know but that's how I imagine it like that you you just like just kind of really treat yourself like a queen and like start to get to know you again Like, is that how, like, what kind of, what kind of things would women do to, to do that?
2: Definitely. So the first thing is to identify for yourself the difference between being alone and being lonely. Mm -hmm. So just because you are spending time alone or you live alone doesn't mean you have to feel lonely. So like you say, like date yourself, you know, if there's things that you love doing, if you like to go for like breakfast, go for breakfast and just take <laughs> yourself out and treat yourself because there's nothing to stop that. And it's such a society expectation where we kind of feel like a bit, not confused, but a little bit sort of standoffish. If you see someone by themselves, you're like, why are you by yourself? <laughs> you know, and it's and it's something mm. we're taught as, as young, kind of even from kids is that you find a best friend you're friends forever it's this yeah. expectation that you should always rely on other people whereas you know when you're an adult you don't have to do that
0: uh that whole thing about like yeah best friends and like best friends forever um I was checking out your podcast before we came on and it, you spoke there's a few episodes about like how to like break off friendships or like how to get rid of negative people and you know we've spoken we had a whole podcast about like female friendships and we spoke about actually how both of us had to make space. And sometimes as you're growing and becoming a better woman, you have to be able to let go of people. And obviously that's really tricky. And I don't think we necessarily give the best advice. So as a pro, give <laughs> us some more words of wisdom.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. what for getting rid of the toxic people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing is just to identify like the most toxic people can come disguised as friends. And okay. if, um, if, like you said, Verity, like if you're working on energy, and if someone doesn't make you feel good, it's okay to let them go. And a huge thing that I constantly shout about is that the duration of a friendship doesn't mean anything if that friend isn't being rewarding to you now. So yeah. whether you've been friends for some with someone for 10 years, if they're not a friend to you now, it's okay to let them go. And actually if you're kind of living your truth and going off that energy it will naturally fizzle out anyway so friendships don't have to end in massive you know arguments or anything crazy like that it works differently to say like a relationship it's not like you have to go through a massive breakup but actually you'll probably find that you naturally drift apart anyway and it's okay to create that space
1: yeah i do i do find with Friendships, and I, I feel awful saying this. I, I think I'm quite lucky that I don't, <laughs> I'm quite lucky that I have a good tribe around me, I'm, I've, and I've done that from a young age. So I'm really super lucky that I just had that instinct to do that. But I have had a few people come into my life uh, recently who I, I think, like you say, I've been a bit um, naive to, and I think their intention wasn't quite there. Um, and matching with mine and I've kind of ghosted them which is odd because (laughs) I really hate ghosting in dating but I think I've really struggled woman to woman platonically to say um I don't like where you're at or I don't like your energy I don't want this to continue into a a deep friendship do you have any tips or advice (laughs) around things like that because I do feel a bit bad back it's also the only way I could release them I felt so yeah
2: I think it it just varies depending on the friendship because it is so different for everyone but mm. you know I've I've ghosted people as well in friendships because it just it didn't feel right to cr- like criticize anyone else or you know maybe it didn't end for a specific reason and actually, like I say, it just fizzled out and, and it's okay to just let yourself let go of people like that. And, you know, as long as you're not hurting anyone, I'm sure if, if you're in a mutual place where the friendship isn't working out, they probably get it anyway. And, you know, if that person's then not chasing you, it be like, where have you disappeared to then? it's kind of fine like that you know it just (laughs) happens that way Mm. and some people deal with things better by having confrontations me personally Mm. I hate confrontation so you know as much as ghosting is kind of the easy way
0: out sometimes it's okay to do that but sometimes doesn't that mean that people like you said can keep on coming back and I think it's like that idea obviously we're not saying like you should have a breakup like when you're in a relationship but it's sometimes like if you don't draw that line underneath it it can be then really hard for you then if someone comes like back so you know if you've got a friend that you know is like it's just trying to not necessarily use you negatively but it's just it's a one-sided thing so they've got like an incentive to keep on coming back to you because you're giving something valuable but it's just maybe you're then you're not getting something back off of them
2: yeah in that situation i'd intentionally create that space from them So just like see them a little less, but always like protect your own energy. If that person's not serving you anymore, it's okay to have that honest conversation and just say, look, like I'm going to spend some time concentrating on myself. You know, I'm not arranging anything with anyone and just, yeah, I just need that time. And if, if they're a friend, they get that. But in that case where it's just someone wanting something from you, They probably will turn it into an argument because that's what happens. And I've had that before, you know, where (laughs) someone was just, just like, yeah, just looking for an argument and I can't stand people like that. So I'm just like, that's fine. I'm going to leave that there Um, because I don't think with friendships, there needs to be any argument or any kind of, yeah, confrontation like that.
1: No. And I think, I think it's really interesting you talk about this subject because I think something that comes with loneliness is that need to latch on to people regardless of if they serve you or not and Mm -hmm. so um sometimes you may feel it hard to detach yourself from someone who isn't serving you because you do feel lonely or you're struggling to make friends and I think what you're trying to kind of say is like having that confidence to to do so and and start to get to know you so you can kind of move to that next level and it, it can be really tricky to navigate that but I think it's really beautiful how you kind of just explained that in that you know, it's really putting you at the center of this, isn't it? And kind of building yourself up. And I know it's a cliche phrase that Cheryl probably hates, but um, it's about filling filling your cup. But I used to hate that phrase, but then I I saw a quote that said, fill your cup so it overflows onto others. And I think that's a nice way of putting it. It's like, it's not to be selfish. It's so you are completely overflowing onto others. So you can give your Mm. time and space to those that you care about and love. So I think that's a really important part of kind of loneliness and making friends and and everything you spoke about. So earlier you mentioned the difference between being
0: alone and loneliness, and I think it's a really important topic. But one thing that uh, me and Verity spoke about before is this idea of it being different when you're an introvert and you're an extrovert. Mm. So like we've had conversations around like going for dinner by yourself or um, the idea of because if you're someone who is an extrovert like me I find it really being single makes it more expensive because I spend much more money going out with people because I just want to be out and that's how I get my energy my buzz so I'd like to hear I hear that topic of like yeah loneliness and alone and how you deal with it yeah being extrovert and an introvert and I suppose what the differences are and how to combat it
2: yeah I'm completely the same as you, by the way. Like, I, I, I'd consider myself more extroverted in that I do love to be out and I love to, I definitely get my energy from other people and I can send myself crazy if I'm alone too <laughs> much. Um, but even so, like with being introverted, um, those people really re- recharge being alone and I could totally relate with that as well. So I think there's so many qualities that completely overlap between being extroverted and introverted. And I don't think that anyone is fully in
1: one of those yeah. categories. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm an introvert. But yeah, like I, I, I know what you mean. Like I, I can see how people could see me as an extrovert sometimes, but I am definitely an introvert. And yeah. I think when it comes to friendship and loneliness, I think, like you said, that definition of lo- being lonely and being alone—you know—that they're really interesting things because they're things that I've had to think about a lot when mm. I've been. Because I don't really want to be around loud people. <laughs> I just yeah. want to be in a, a room on my own reading a book. Like that's <laughs> why I'm happy. Yeah. So then it's kind of hard when we talk about making friends because I know I know that on your one of your podcast episodes you were talking about having friends online and mm-hmm. you were saying why it's something that you kind of stepped away from in terms of um, making that like a sole focus. Like you've met people online, but then you've met them in real life. And, and it's a bit like me and Sherelle, like we met online yeah. and then we kind of created a friendship in, in real life. And I totally get that whole... You need to like hug them and touch them, and, and I know it sounds silly, <laughs> but I, it's it's that kind of. I don't know if, if you've done your love language, Gemma. Do you know what your love language is? Have you ever done that? No, no. I no you need to that? do that. Yeah, we spoke about it in the previous episode, but it's basically the way that you um, feel good. So it's you. You're meant to do it in a relationship, so you understand how to kind of thank each other or love each other, so the other person actually feels it so for okay. instance say my partner was always saying nice things to me but my love language is physical touch he could be thinking I'm saying all these nice things I'm putting so much effort in but I'm just thinking what where's the affection where's the hugs where's the yeah. kisses so it's really interesting yeah. so you, you might be you know physical touch but yeah how do you so just talk a bit more about that friendships online and kind of moving them into real friendships and, and just a little bit like that Yeah. I think meeting people
2: online is so valuable when making new friends. Mm. Some of my now amazing friends have come through the likes of Instagram where you can look at say someone's feed or someone's stories and think, yeah, I'd really like get on with them. You know, you get that instant kind of vibe for someone um, and that energy. And I think it's really good to to reach out to people, like it's fine to send a message because we all expect that now. That is just like the way life is now. We're, you know, if, if someone sends you a message on social media, it's, it's great. And it's good to remember that everyone does want to make friends. So, you know, reaching out to someone that you think would be a good fit for your friend, like for your friendships is great because that person will be so excited by that so i think places like instagram are great to see that initial connection reach out to that person but then it's so important then to take that friendship offline as well um and just don't be scared to ask people to go for coffee you know something so simple like and and this is something that really comes from working on yourself and being going from being completely lonely um, teaches you so much. So if anyone is listening to this and feels so lonely right now and can't see a way forward, just know that being in that place teaches you so much about yourself that you would never find out otherwise. So I'm so grateful for having that chapter in my life of feeling like that lonely and that awful because now I'm so much more, confident and i value myself worth so much more so that when meeting new people it's you know i've got myself to a good point where it's like actually if if they don't want to be my friend it's fine like i'll go find someone else that does want to be my friend and that's the the best
0: place to be and to not worry what other people think i mean i totally agree with you about the whole putting yourself out there i think uh I definitely over the last couple of years, I've had a big push of being like, I wanted to meet new people and I literally would Instagram people. And I like, even how like I met you, I, um, cause I, I spoke to Julia quite a lot. So when I saw she was going to an event, I would go to an event. So I actively also look for events where I think I can invite people and maybe it's like the speaker is someone I want to talk to or someone on the panel is someone I want to get to know. But then also you can invite people. So it's like, even if you don't become the best of friends, you've probably also given them some value to be able to have a good evening too does that make sense yeah definitely and doing those things that you would do anyway
2: is yeah. such you know a, such a good thing to do in your life because if a friend comes along that's great if they have to cancel or you know if they say
0: no it's fine because you're still going anyway since you mentioned that actually this is just popped in my head this whole idea of how do you make friends when you feel like you're someone who's really like restricted on time so like i probably have quite a busy schedule in terms of like i have a day job like i run blog, i do the podcast you know I, i'm trying to date i'm like i couldn't hardly get a man in my life how i've got this time to then also try and like, make <laughs> friends as
2: well yeah so i um really push that people should have friend slots in their life so okay. in your week schedule in a friend slot because investing in your friendships is investing in your mental health it's literally the same as you know investing time going running or to the gym for your physical health there has been so many like studies and research into that actually being lonely is worse for your health than like smoking for example oh my gosh yeah. so it's so important to have time with your friends and even the people around you, you should be encouraging them to have time with their friends. I know like when people get into couples, you know, it can be really um, tempting just to spend all your time together, but actually it's so important to have that time apart and to have that time with other people as well. So I definitely would recommend, even if it's just an hour, like, you don't have to spend a whole day with someone even just a quick coffee with a friend will be such
0: a good boost
1: yeah yeah I mean, I,
0: I do agree that it's not going to a whole lot of time no but yeah, like, I think sometimes you think you need more time and sometimes like I, I think like one hour a really good conversation can make a massive difference in my day so I definitely yeah. think like that's a good I've never heard of that before, but a friend slot, I will try and add that in. Mm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and like we just said, invite people along to the things you want to do anyway.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I know that's a really good idea. Cause I I when in London and I did a lot of things on my own. Um maybe that's because I'm an introvert. You see, all the di- all the differences are coming out now, aren't they? Like, yeah. I could have invited people, but for me it was a, a bit more of a a faff to do that so that was more my kind of you know things coming up but I think you're right I think if you are restricted on time and I know Sherelle is super crazy busy so it is it is really good to to have friends lots and and just thinking about kind of Women who, like you said, like it, it's not necessarily single women, but women who maybe have moved, you know, across the country or they've moved jobs or, you know, w- what kind of advice do you, do you give to them when you're in a completely like it's a blank slate and you're completely fresh? Like what is kind of what's kind of the first step you would say to take in, in terms of, of that way you're geographically somewhere totally new? I think it's all mindset. And the Mm. first thing to do is to think of that
2: situation as exciting because your initial response is probably to be a bit scared, a bit lonely and think, oh my gosh, there's this big place and I know no one. But if you flip that mindset to thinking, oh my goodness, this is so exciting and what an opportunity to meet new people and learn new things and go to new places. Because if you know, even one person you will stick to that person. It's just human mm. nature. It's what we do. Whereas if you go into something completely alone, you're, you've got no choice but to chat to people and meet people. So I think the first thing to do is think of it as exciting. And the second thing to do is just to bring that energy everywhere you go and make conversation with people. So it could be anyone, you know, even if it's someone serving your coffee or, um, the bus driver, whoever you come across, just make conversation everywhere you go. And that will just have a knock on effect to your kind of energy and your vibe and, People will want a part of that. If you go anywhere and you're this person that comes across as like happy and relaxed and confident, people want a bit of that. So you'll be like fighting people off
0: because everyone wants to be your friend. I love how you're saying that, except for I'm thinking if you do that in London, people are just going to be like, she's crazy.
1: (laughs) You're on the tube and they're like, why are you
0: talking to me? What are you doing? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so pick, pick who you speak to, I think, in London. It'd be a bit more selective. <laughs> yeah. London might be a bit different. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the North is a lot easier. And India is, well, uh, India is a whole new ball game, But, um, yeah, it's helping it would help if I spoke the language, but you, but, you know, then I use like, like you said, like I use actions and smiles, and that's my way of kind of connecting with people because otherwise I wouldn't speak to anyone the whole day. So it's, it is, you're right. It's so important just to make those connections, even if it's just an eye contact and just, or a nod or, you know, whatever it may be. But I think we do, um, we're coming back around, aren't we, to how important that kind of human interaction is and getting our heads up off our phones and just, recognizing the people that are around us and you never know what that can lead to I I have a beautiful story of I went to an open mic night when I first moved back to Blackpool and the girl sat next to me ended up becoming one of my closest friends and it was just this really random like thing that happened um but it was so beautiful to know that that silly little serendipitous moment kind of you know helped me get a new best friend so it was it was really beautiful um so uh Gemma we want to ask all of our guests uh, some questions to do with what we're doing here on the podcast um and everything that we can share with our listeners so first of all we just want to ask you what is the definition of free to you so for me it's being self-employed
2: that's something I've always wanted. Um, and to me, that's the ultimate freedom. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think just having like that community of people around me that I connect with, just on, like a soul level, just, you know, that will always be there and
0: will support me in everything that I do.
1: I like that. Cool.
0: Mm. And what is your favorite thing to do on your own? Probably something food related. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe go breakfast. I love a good breakfast. So that's something I like to do by myself. Um, and running as well. Running alone mm. is like my therapy.
1: Yeah, running is good therapy. I agree with that. And okay, so we have lots of millennial women listening to this show what one piece of advice would you give them that all bad chapters
2: come to an end Mm. so if you find yourself struggling if you're just like just mentally a bit you know in there like like feel like the black clouds over you it will come to an end and the light's always coming and as much as when you're in that moment you don't appreciate those moments after you do, because you learn so much from from those chapters in your life.
1: Yeah, I totally. And you totally can't avoid from... them. No, no, yeah, they're just they're meant to ch- challenge and teach you, aren't they? And, and grow from them. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. But they end.
0: There is a light at the end of the
1: tunnel. <laughs> always even when you
2: can't see it you know there's even if there's just a tiny glimmer in the distance the light is
0: coming (laughs) that totally makes sense and we would love to know what is a resource that you're always recommending like maybe a book a podcast anything like that
2: ah so i read a book recently which i loved and this is for the single women um and it's called why men love bitches
0: (laughs) 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 have you read it no i actually haven't i've been told to read it and just the title puts me off but uh, maybe i'll give it a go now
2: (laughs) please give it a go because beyond the title and she goes into saying it's not it's not what you would think it is so don't be put off by the title but honestly as a single woman i feel like it completely transformed my outlook into dating into just like seeing my self-worth when it comes to dating as well. So okay. yeah, that's a book that I tell all my single friends about. <laughs> okay. I promise I'll give you a read. I'll get it. I'll order it.
1: yeah <laughs> You can add that You'll to, to the other <laughs> <laughs> And finally, what are you still trying to figure out? <laughs> I think think just being single and I, I'm not
2: mm. sure that you ever get to a point where you fully figure that out and I think especially if you've been in long-term relationships and I think the older you get and you're single it becomes a little bit more complicated especially just in my own mind because I think society has so many expectations for where we should be and what we should be doing and you know, the older you get, and if you see the people around you, get married and have babies and, and do all of that, it's really, it's quite hard when you want those things, but you can't force those things to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: I think it's just an ongoing process and an ongoing journey. And if you can just make yourself as happy as possible in the current moment, like I say, that the light's always coming and, you know, just never lose hope of
1: that. I like that. I think that's a really nice message to end on as well um so uh Gemma thank you so much for being our first guest it was so exciting Woo! to have you on where where can our listeners find you if they want to get in touch with you or, or join the kind of groups that you do what where can where can they find you
2: yeah so um I've got the house well howtomakefriends.co.uk which is the blog and um, podcast so that's all things female friendship and loneliness I've got the Make Friends Club. So that's um, like a membership site that you can meet other women, have a chat, join our digital societies. It's just like a fun place to be. So that's makefriendsclub.com. And if you'd like to socialise with me um, on Instagram, it's at, make,
1: at how to make Friends underscore. <laughs> Brilliant. Cool. Brilliant. Thank you. Well, I'm sure our listeners will be joining you at least one of those And um, thank you for all your words of wisdom today and yeah if if anyone any listeners have any questions for for Gemma um or for us around the subjects that we've talked about today um drop us a message on email or Instagram and uh, we'll make sure we get some answers to you